Human Heart Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. I am recording this on a Thursday night at 11:54 p.m. Not what I expected, but let's just roll with it. And I had just, or I have just finished a workshop slash yeah workshop with a friend of mine at Unsettled. And Unsettled is a really great company. I met them. I want to say four years ago, when we went to Bali together. So check them out. I will link them in the show notes. But the session was on vulnerability, and we were talking about vulnerability in the workplace, which is something that I feel is really, really important based on my own journey with vulnerability, but also in my professional capacity at the company I'm at. So that conversation. Is unexpected, and I think any time that we participate in a conversation about the deepest parts of our humanity, and we fully show up and are vulnerable, magic happens. So I thought I would hop on here and record some quick reflections about vulnerability for posterity, but also for my own reflections, because I learned so much in reflecting out loud with the crew and with reading all the comments in the chat. So here goes. One of the things that came up, or one of the questions that came up, is whether or not vulnerability ever gets easier. And in my personal experience, as someone who has had hard conversations, who is practicing and practicing how to fully show up and be wholehearted, I want to say that it doesn't. Because vulnerability always comes with a certain level of disclosure and exposure, and that is always scary because it's the rawest part of ourselves. That's what vulnerability is. And any time we feel exposed, our instinct is to protect ourselves. So it is always going to be pretty scary. But what does get easier over time is learning to get back on the bike. Or realizing that hey, even though it was scary, it didn't kill me. I'm still here. I am still standing, and the sky didn't fall. That's probably one of my biggest lessons around vulnerability in the recent years. That my worst nightmare didn't actually happen. That people responded favorably, or they didn't respond at all, or they even if they responded poorly. That's information that I can now use to decide: Do I want to keep them in my life? How could I have handled the conversation better? Did I make it safe for them to be vulnerable? So on and so forth. So while it doesn't get easier in the moment, it is almost like you befriend the discomfort so that you keep rolling with it. So that's one idea that came up. Another one is about. How we can create spaces and room for vulnerability, and I do think it begins with us. It begins with us taking the first step to be vulnerable with the people that we select. We don't have to be vulnerable with everyone. I think that it's almost unfair to be vulnerable with people that are not ready for it with us. That we may not have that level of intimacy with just yet, because trust is really important in building that safe environment for being vulnerable. And sometimes we weaponize vulnerability in order to gain trust, so that's something to look out for. But 
Assuming it's not a situation where you're weaponizing vulnerability, assuming it's a situation where you feel safe with someone, they are your close inner circle, for instance, then we create the space for vulnerability for them to be vulnerable by being vulnerable ourselves. And I think about some of the hard conversations I've had with, with my friends, with people I've dated, with my family, and it started with that. It started with me saying hey, about that thing or about that time, I'd love to hear what happened over there because this is how I experienced it and this is how it made me feel. This also brings to mind the importance of kind of managing that conversation as well when you're being vulnerable. It's important to have processed it beforehand so that you don't go in guns blazing and you don't say, hey, you are a shitty person, you make me feel this way, because it's not really about that. You don't know what their story is. All you know is how they make you feel, so that is the truth you speak. And then you can go from there. You also don't put people on the defensive, and that's how you create that space for people to tell you their story, to speak their truth, and talk about like, really where did they come from, and, and why did they do the thing they did. So that's how we create that first conversation. But what it takes is for us to be vulnerable and to process, do the self-soothing and do the processing before we have that conversation. Part of what I said earlier about weaponizing vulnerability, like a related idea is being vulnerable in order to get someone to fix you or in order to get someone to take the burden of emotional processing, of soothing off of you. But the responsibility to self-soothe is on us. It's our life. It's our emotions. We need to do the work before we can be vulnerable in order to show up fully in the relationship. But you show up fully in the relationship as a whole person, as someone who owns the experience, who knows what's happened, why they feel that way, and what needs to be fixed. Instead of throwing it into the other person's court and expecting them to, I don't know how you're going to fix it, but just make me feel better. That's not how it works. Well, that's not how it's worked for me anyway. So the interesting thing and the whole reason why I did that session with Unsettled is because I'm a big proponent of creating spaces for vulnerability or room for vulnerability at work. And it's important because we spend so much of our lives at work. Ideally, we love our jobs, or at least don't resent it. And in this day and age, when career blends into vocation, blends into purpose, I think it's really important to create businesses that allow people to fully show up, allow people to be more than cogs in the machine. It's important to create businesses that respect each individual's humanity. And that's where vulnerability comes in. Because if you don't create safe spaces for people to share what they really think about the situation, about the project, about where they're at in their career, about anything, then we only get a shell of a person at work. Then we don't have people raising the red flags before a project crashes and burns. Then we have the Empress New Clothes situations where something's clearly gone wrong, but no one dares to say anything. And what a pity that is it at work. 
what a pity that is for the business because that was a huge missed opportunity to really tap into the people that make up your company. So that's about vulnerability at work and that can be created in many ways. You create the space for it, but you also create the foundations for it. It starts between you and me. It starts between people and you take it from there. So I think vulnerability at work is really important insofar as we want the future of work to be a human one and insofar as we recognize that being daring and courageous and hearing the hard things so that you can better the project is going to help the bottom line, is going to help your business agenda. And we're thinking long-term here. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But in my reflection tonight, as I'm recounting the things that came up in the session, I'm starting to really realize as well, really appreciate the importance of how we hold vulnerability in our own lives. It's one thing to say, be vulnerable, show up, speak your truth. But what does speaking your truth mean? And I want to go back to what I said like two points ago about bearing the responsibility of the message of processing the emotions, of working through a solution, and of establishing boundaries before we show up to that conversation, or at least taking ownership of those parts of the situation, and not using vulnerability as a way to get someone to make you feel better because they feel bad about how you feel. That was a bit of a mouthful, but you know what I mean. What's really, really important is that we own where we're at and our experiences. And I know in the last episode, I talked about owning our story. So this is becoming something of a theme. So I'm going to crawl into bed with my journal and think about this a little bit more. And I'd love to hear what you think about vulnerability in your life. Has it come naturally to you? Has it required a lot of work? Where are you at in your journey? And how has it transformed or not transformed your life? I'm so curious about where everyone's at. So connect with me on Instagram. I have the link to that in my show notes. And I would love to keep broadening this large global conversation. Because I think we raise each other up when we create these spaces for everyone to show up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. That concludes my ramblings this evening on vulnerability. I hope to see you in the next episode. Until then, I hope you choose courage over comfort. And to borrow the words of Brene Brown, whom I hold in such high regard, I hope you're able to have a strong back, a soft front, and a wild heart 